Good evening, good morning for those of you in London, uh, and good afternoon for those of you maybe in Australia. Uh, welcome to another Ukadini Mefikista podcast, number 128, another away day. Mefika off the back of a Important 3-0 victory away to Oroka, a game that we thought was going to be difficult, but Benfica controlled well. And of course, the topic of the day is Enzo Fernandez is on his way to the bad side of London, in my opinion. Um, he The club reached an agreement with Chelsea. Um, it's like their 47th signing this month. Um so we're going to talk about that. Obviously, we'll talk about the game today um, and really just talk about the transfer market in general. Uh, it's closed now, uh, so we'll figure out right, what do you guys think in terms of who we have, who's left, who's remaining. Roger Schmidt had some interesting words to say today in his post-match presser, which I think were indirect shots at Enzo Fernandez. But obviously, there's a lot to, to unpack here. There's going to be a lot of opinions. There's going to be a lot of discussion those of you who are tuning in, um, regardless of the platform you're on, I think Twitter doesn't allow you to add comments, at least that show up here on our side. So if, if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook or on Twitch, um, feel free to join the conversation. Leave us your thoughts, your opinions. Join the conversation. Let's make it as interactive as we can. Before we get started, also don't forget, hit that like button, hit the share button so we can get our subscribers up. Uh, we're, we're trending in the right direction, but any uh, additional uh, help is always appreciated. Gentlemen, as always, or let me take a step back. As always, Mike, your host, uh, and we have Jason, Bill, and Oscar with us tonight. Kenny was unavailable. Boys, how are we after a win, but a frustrating end to that transfer window? I mean, good win, good result, but yeah. The end, of, the end of the window leaves a little sour taste in, in your mouth. And no matter how good the performance was, the uh, the transfer was always going to exactly. unfortunately overshadow it. That is very true. Um, it's the headline. Enzo leaving. It is. Let's get right into it. Um, so Enzo Fernandez leaves. Benfica announces to the Sam Vam um, that they've reached an agreement for 121 million euros. Um, to break it down, Benfica has to pay 6.56% for an intermediary fee, which is uh, basically the agent fees, those involved in the negotiation, the transfer. Um, that percentage equates to about 8 million euros. Um, Benfica also owes 25% of the fee to River Plate, which equates to 32.5 million euros. Benfica was supposed to pay 18 million euros for Enzo with the bonuses. Benfica only has to pay 16 million euros because he didn't hit one of his targets, which was 50 games for the club. So Benfica only pays 16 opposed to the 18 that would have paid if he had hit that final target. At the end of the day, um, Benfica taking out the fees, taking out what we paid for him will profit, uh, what did I say, 67 million. I believe, give or take, between 67 and 70 million, um, which is a significant amount of money for a player that was here for four months. Um, so let's let's start here, and I guess Jay, I'll start with you. Thoughts on what happened today? 
Um, to be honest, I I felt like it was going to come, right? Especially with the last couple of days and the talks were happening. Um, I really wish it didn't happen. I wish Enzo stayed for the whole year. I was a big Enzo guy. Um, but as of now, I think we already talked about it. Fuck him. Let him go. We got the money that we got for him. Um, it sucks because, like, we, we lost a really important player in our starting 11. Um, do we have, like, another end zone on our team? No. Um, do we have players that can possibly fill the position but not to his part? Yes. But I just feel like, overall, it's kind of a downer for us. Um, we were I, – I, I've never felt so confident in, in, in a Bayfica team and Champions League play and all that. And as of this year, like compared to this year, I just felt like we were playing really good. I know we had a little hiccup against Braga, but I just feel like having Enzo on our team been more crucial for the rest of the year. Um, but it is what it is. Business is business. Befica got out that they couldn't say no, no to. Um, they, they triggered the release cause. I wasn't, I mean, I would like to know how this, these payments are going to be made or if it's going to be up front, if it's going to be five or three payments or whatever the hell it is. But um, I, I didn't want to see him. I didn't want him to see him leave, but I also don't want players that don't want to stay at the club. So with that being said, it, it sounded like he wanted out. He got what he wanted and we got paid um, the full amount. So I think it's a good deal for Befica, um business wise, but on the field, I think, it hurts us a little bit. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into the details. So I just want to run through the comments quickly. Nick says, thankfully, you guys are going live tonight so we can all complain about the absolute horrible timing of Enzo's transfer. Dave, our man, uh, is back. Uh, curious to know your thoughts, Dave, on Vitinha leaving. Uh, Braga, big loss. And Porto sneaking up from behind and stealing Fran Navarro in the 11th hour. Uh, that can't couldn't have felt. Very good. Um, Nick also said, worst part of the transfer window is not having enough time to find an adequate replacement or substitute. SLBS says, Jens, Roger once again says exactly what needs to be said. We'll get into that. Isabel, ora boa noite a todos. Saudações benficistas de Cambridge. Um abraço para ti, Isabel. Chico says, I don't care about losing Enzo. It just sucks we didn't prepare a replacement in time. Um, Mario says, this deal is trash. 15 million per year for five years. What you can buy today for 15 million versus five years ago is night and day. And five years from now, that 15 million will be very relative to today. I have not heard anything about this five year that you're talking about, Mario. So I'm not sure where you got that information. I don't know if it's true or not. And I've not seen anything official released by anyone in terms of the structure of the deal. I've seen structure over four payments um, with all four payments being paid within this year and next year. Um, so basically one payment, this transfer window, one payment in the summer, one in the next January transfer window and one in the summer transfer window next year. I've seen, uh, reporters say six payments, but they didn't say how, over how many years or how much time. So I think there's a lot to be, uh, I guess unpacked here. There's still a lot of, uh, information that still hasn't been released. Yes. I know the first payment is 40 million up front. That leaves us with. 80 to 81 remaining. Um, so how that's going to be broken out, there's going to be a lot of speculation. We don't know. We don't have confirmation. Uh, Mario says release clause wasn't triggered. Real clause is 120 up front, which didn't happen. Also, River gets all their money up front, so they get more than us today than we do. Correct. The, the, 
the release clause was not triggered. The release clause, in order for the release clause to be triggered, the payment would have had to be up, been up front, right? And that's the whole point of going above the 121, right, where you don't have the need to trigger that clause. Um, but again, the January transfer window, as we were talking offline, is different from the summer transfer window. In the, in the January transfer window, the club has a say, has an option. In the summer transfer window, you trigger that clause and it's done, right? The, it's basically then up to the player and the buying club. Um, Pedro, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate the uh, the extra views, buddy. Chelsea dominance over Benfica continues. We'll see. I mean, we just made 121 million, so I'm not really sure, sure what dominance that is, <laughs> but we appreciate the money. Yeah, uh, let's put some screenshots of the Chelsea's results last 20 games. Um, they said that they had the option to stay on Benfica on loan until the end of the season, but he refused. And I'm going to stop here. There's a few other comments, and I'll catch up to them. But keep those comments coming. Keep your opinions coming. We want to make this interactive. Uh, I swear to God, I'll, I'll, I will get to all your comments. I just want to pass the ball here to Oscar. Thoughts on this, Oscar? And uh, as Tony says here, the rumor is, and again, there's a lot of rumors going on of what was offered, this was offered, that was offered. We don't know what was official, right? That's for starters. We don't know what was official. There's a lot of speculation. The first offer was 136 million. And then they retracted and said, oh, the offer was 80 million plus three players. Then it was 100 million plus this. Like, so only those involved know exactly what was on the table for starters. Um, and And today there was, again, another rumor that on the table was the possibility for Benfica to make the deal with Chelsea and Enzo Fernandez would stay until the end of the season. And he with that decision, to. he would not lose anything financially. He would have still remained with the same uh, finances that he would have had if he went direct or went now. And again, the rumor is that he opted to leave. And having heard Roger Schmidt's post-match reaction... I'm inclined to think there's some truth to that, right? And for those of you who didn't listen or did, he basically said, uh, I don't want to talk about players that aren't here, and I only want to talk about players that enjoy being at Benfica and like being here, um, which I think may have been an indirect shot at him to say he didn't want to be here and he left. I'll stop there. Oscar, what's your sentiment here? I mean, that's that. you just nailed it. Um, this is a player that has been wanting to leave, since the since the World Cup, basically that he his mind was set on leaving. He came back to the ga last game against Santa Clara, where or no the the cup game where he, he put he scored a goal uh, and aimed to the shirt and he's gonna stay. Bullshit to me. That's that, that's the biggest. That's what pisses me off the most as a fan of Benfica, is that this guy basically played played games with our with us and the Diracel. He wanted to leave. I would wish he had left from the get go and and we had time to get a, a replacement. Because that's our biggest default now is that you wait until the last minute to go. And now we're stuck with the team that we have. And knowing the last season, our biggest, biggest, uh, basically, biggest hole was in the midfield. And we needed to fill that hole. And Enzo came in and filled it perfectly. This leaves us back into a big hole. Um, I know Chiquinho is stepping up, playing his part. I mean, We've so far we haven't played any competitive or big games to see how he he he's, you know how he does in those games, um, but man, the, I looked at our bench today and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do we? Who, what happens if an, a player gets hurt in the midfield? We're screwed. Like, we have nobody, no depth at all, right anymore. Um, so it's it worries me. Um, and but I 
I have no respect for Enzo. Uh, he lost all my respect. And he's had lost it already since the World Cup, but now I think it's completely gone. Um, I hope he goes to Chelsea. I hope they don't qualify for any European Cups. I hope they get relegated, but it probably won't happen because they have too much money to spend, I guess. Um, but man, I and I can't you can't blame Rui. And I and I, I was reading uh, fuck, why is Pedro even texting on it? You can't no, don't blame Rui because once a player, once, 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 uh, once a player decides he wants out, if if right. if a, a team and Rui can say, I'm not gonna let you out until they pay the clause. The clause came in, and what's Rui gonna say? Okay, now I'm gonna get as much money as I can for you because you don't want to stay here, you don't want to stay here. So it's it's even getting 40 million up front. We paid about 15 for him or whatever it was. 16. 16 for him. Getting 40 up front already makes and and triples, quadruples our money that we that we wasted on him. So we cost him the best of the worst situation he could possibly have, right? So I ha I have no respect for Enzo. And I, again, I hope he doesn't do well in Chelsea. <laughs> Let me just so, run through some of these comments hold on before i pass it to you joining says um i think overall it would have been beneficial to keep him the the season, especially since we're still in the ucl mario says Benfica has confirmed the breakup of fees and costs but if you get around seven million but that's what i'm saying mario right we know what the fees are for the intermediaries and and what was paid for the food and for the 25 percent. but i haven't seen anything that says the remaining amount will be paid over x amount of time right and yeah uh, there's Nick Villadons, or who was it? Somebody said it here in the con. Oh, I heard, I heard that Chelsea used an outside entity that pays Benfica up front, and Chelsea makes payments to that entity in six installments. I could be wrong, those, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, there's a lot of different yeah. stories that are circulating two years, four years, one year. I haven't seen any, anything official, and if anyone does have anything official to share, please do uh, share it with us because, again, we're not actively looking on social media so if there's anything that's official we'd love to see it and just at least get an understanding of of what actually the details are because i think that'll be telling but i agree right like i agree with you oscar there's people on social media that are like so he cost a win against his word blah 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 and i feel like athletes are one of the very rare situations where you have more control over your employer right because it's like okay People were like, well, he had a four-year contract. I get that, okay? But a club like Benfica, right, where you've tried your hardest to keep this player, your biggest asset, right, and you're trying extremely hard to keep him, right? And then we don't know what happened in the background after the first attempt, right? There was rumors that Benfica wanted to increase his clause. There were rumors that Benfica was going to offer him a bonus to stay, right? We don't know what conversations they may have had. Who knows? Enzo could have said, you know what? I'm happy. I'll take the bonus. Let's figure it out. Let's see out the year. We don't know, right? And, that, and go so, to a good club. Correct. So we don't. So we don't know what the conversations <laughs> were in the background. Um, so there's a lot of information that we're we're missing, right? And we're basically just going off speculation and and thoughts here. But at the end of the day, I don't understand how people can criticize Rui Costa, right? Like, yes, it ended up happening late. At the end of the day, right? Like, if we say no at that point, you then have a player that basically wanted to force his way out and stays and is not happy. And then people are like, well, he would have been happy and he would have played fine. Would he, though? Right? Like, people brought up the game against Braga. He was terrible against Braga. And rumors were that he didn't want to play. If that's true or not, I don't know. There hasn't been any confirmation. But the fact that he didn't play well against Braga, I thought was telling, right? And then he started to perform better. But again, I think. 
the fact that that first attempt was early in the transfer window gave him maybe a little bit more optimism that, you know, they'll come back in, right? It happening in the 11th hour, I think, basically puts him in a spot where it's like, I really want to go, and now is, like, I have to really force it now. Opposed to at the beginning of the month, he's like, you know, I can wait. They'll come in, they'll keep talking, there's still time, right? Now it's like, shit, either I go now or I don't. So it's frustrating. And let me just run through some more of the comments, Bill, and then I'll pass the ball to you. Um, They're coming in thick and fast. Keep them coming. Uh, Let's see. What do we got here? Uh, Isabel says, Quem não sente, não é filho de boa gente e foi melhor ter vendido antes o mesmo que em prestações do que tê-lo no clube contra a vontade. It's the truth, right? Like, I totally agree. Have a player there that potentially, like the team's doing well, you have a player that comes in and completely destroys the dynamic in the locker room. Like, there's a lot of things that can happen. And, and, and before you keep reading into the comments, like, just imagine that he decided to stay with, or agreed to Ricosta's proposition of uh, staying but being sold already. So making... Eight million a year instead of like the the two that he's making the Benfica or whatever it is yeah. making the Benfica right now, I think the mess is around the locker room too because he might be like another a Draxler that comes in and thinks I'm better than anybody here and and I'm not going to gonna sforzar me you know what I mean I'm not going to like play hard yeah. so so to me it's like we sold him get rid of him I I don't want him in the team if he doesn't want to stay there I agree um, Isabel said yes a lot of speculation. Uh, Nick puts Roger Schmidt's comment here from the post-match. Benfica is much bigger than any player. We need players who are happy playing for Benfica. If a player decides for himself that he wants to leave and a club pays the clause, we can't do anything. Again, I think that was a pretty indirect Clear shot. shot. <laughs> Clear. At, Clear you know, shot. what the environment I, I, was. It wasn't indirect. That was direct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if all he had to say was his it's name. his name. It's 100%. <laughs> it's, it was a direct. Read between the lines. Um, Joaninha says, it's hard because so many rumors, but I find it hard to believe considering we are in Champions League and top of the table, especially if he would be making the same amount. Why would he want to leave to a mediocre Chelsea? It makes no sense. I get it, right? But, like, money changes a lot of things, right? And you think about it from his perspective. He took the jump from River Plate to Benfica and took a significant increase in his salary. He now takes another jump in four months to Chelsea, right? And regardless of – I am not a fan of Chelsea, right? And – but regardless of all of that, he's in a league that is has a lot of visibility. He's in a league where they, I think I saw today, in his contract with Chelsea, I don't know how long the years was or is, but clean after taxes, he's going to make 56 million pounds. Like for a player that six months ago was at River Plate, right? Making 50% or 500% less than what he's going to make now. Like, all of that changes a lot, right? And I get that Benfica is in the Champions League. I get that we have a favorable draw, right? But, like, there's just so much money there. This kid's, what, 21, 20, right? Like, if there's older players that get blindsided and just go crazy with the amount of money that they're showing in front of you, imagine at 20 – I mean, put yourselves in his shoes, right? At 21 years old, right, you have no emotional connection to Benfica, right? It's not like it's River Plate, right? Meanwhile, you got a Premier League team that's like, Dude, look at all this money we can do. You're going to be like, I could basically set up my family for the next two, three generations, right? Do I take my shot or do I let the bus pass and potentially not get that chance again? So I could see both sides of it. It just sucks. I think the way he went about it could have been different. If you think about it, when he was in River, 
um, I think they won the Copa Libertadores, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. the deal was you go to Benfica once they're done. Yeah, he wanted right. it to stay. So, he, well, the, the club wanted him to stay, finish the Correct. Copa Libertadores. But he did too. He said he wanted he to finish the right. But he has an emotional connection there. Right. But, but like, what did you guys, I don't know. I watched after Enzo signed for Benfica and that was a deal. I kind of watched watching that game. The, I, I watched Me the too. games. Yes. And, and, in the game that he lost, he got knocked out. It was against like an inferior Bellas, team. Very, Bellas, inferior Bellas. team. He sucked. He sucked. He reminded me of the Enzo against Braga. So yeah. his mind might, might already been set on, on uh, Benfica. And again, right? right? Like there's money there. It, it completely affects your brain. And like you said, right? If he does stay till the end of the season, right? And then his mindset is like, am I going to make that tackle? Am I going to make that challenge, right? No, because I don't want to get hurt, right? I want to play in the Premier League. So there's a lot of mental aspects that play into this um again none of us can speak to it entirely because we've never fortunately or unfortunately depending on how you want to look at it have been put in that situation where someone's like hey look at all this millions of dollars that we can here's, give you here's a blank check <laughs> yeah seriously come and play soccer with us um bill i'm sorry i'm gonna read a few more comments and i'll pass the ball to you i apologize there, there's a lot i just want to make sure that i don't lose track and i want to make sure that everyone understands that uh we're uh, engaging with them. Pedro says blame Rui for waiting last minute. Don't, Again, don't. I don't think there's any blame there. Dave says, I'm shocked you guys didn't try to panic by Musrati the way Braga tried Navarro. First, Salvador won't sell us anyone. No, no he, chance. <laughs> I mean, he won't sell us shit. Nope. So, I mean, so, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised we didn't have someone in our sleep waiting, ready to go. But... I also think that all the other clubs, there was so much commotion around this that other clubs potentially were like, oh, you guys are going to get paid. Let's inflate this transfer value a yeah. little bit, right? Because there was mentions of three or four guys. But if that's the case, right? Like, I don't blame Benfica for not buying just to buy, right? Like, and the club announced that in the next couple of days, they're going to come out and, and explain the transfer window and the deals and what went into them. So I'll be curious to see what went into this one and kind of all the hoopla that actually happened versus what didn't happen. Um, Red Baron says, anyone check if Chelsea managed to register on time? As of 10 minutes before 1 a.m. in England, uh, he wasn't on the Premier League website as uh, official. So I, I haven't seen – I've been checking. I haven't seen – Chelsea. I hope he's not registered. Not <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I would love it. I <laughs> swear to God. Well, the crazy thing is, like, <laughs> Chelsea, all their signings, like, some of them even before it was, like, made, like, public by Fabricio were already announcing it on their Twitter and stuff. Yeah. And with this one, it's yeah. been, like, two hours and there's been nothing yeah. put up from Chelsea at all. So it would be amazing if if they didn't get it in in time and he's not able to register for the league. Um. Isabel says Enzo's at the club of his dreams in 10th place. Uh, <laughs> next uh, um, Nick says Chelsea registered Enzo with 15 minutes remaining. Oh, maybe they did. I didn't as 10 minutes before one in the morning. So 10 minutes before 8 PM Eastern where we are, they had shown it and he wasn't on the website, but again, doesn't mean that he wasn't registered and they just hadn't updated it. Uh, Red Baron says they fucked up ZH to PSG. Yeah. That's wild to me. They sent PSG the wrong documents three times. Three times, yeah. It was like, uh, who was it? Was it me and you and uh, me and you and De Gea wanted oh to go God. to Real, right? They got the wrong fax number. You don't think Matt, they did it on purpose, maybe, to just to sabotage the deal? I don't know, dude. I mean, if anything, they're pissing off the it player. Makes, it makes it worse for them too, because like 
you yeah, can only register right? register a certain amount of players. Amount of players, like, yeah. But I mean, maybe they have something against Ziyech. I don't know. He's been playing, so I don't know. Um, I'm gonna stop here because I got a few more. Bill, I'm gonna let you share your thoughts and then we'll jump back into the comments. But keep them coming. There's a lot that I will catch up, but I will get to all of them. Yeah, I think uh, Oscar touched on it once. Once a player makes it known that he wants to be gone, like wants to leave, it like there's almost nothing you can do to to keep him right. I think. Ruri and the Dita Sound did well to keep him at the beginning of the month, right? When all the shit happened, he came back, played the one game, flew home, back to Argentina for, for New Year's, and then came back. Like, I think they did well to handle it and, and to keep him. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if if, if the player's forcing his way out, uh, and if the rumor is, of the rumor of the potential to, to sign and stay on for the end of the year and him declining that option, like – it's clear as day that, that that the player doesn't want to be there. Like Oscar said, you take at that point you take the best offer you can get, and you just move on, right? Like, Angel's a great player. I he made a huge impact, bigger than any of us probably ever imagined in four months, right? Like, to 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 go from us paying eight mil or twelve mil, whatever it was up front, to selling them for one hundred and twenty one in in a four or five month span is, is, is crazy. Um, it's just unfortunate, right. The way the player, um, supposedly apparently acted, right. Like forcing his way out as a fan, you never want to see it. Right. It, it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth and kind of ruins any kind of legacy he had with any Benficistas or at the club or anything. So, I mean, it sucks, but do, do you still respect him since he's going to your cell shit? I I don't. I honestly I don't. The way the way don't say I mean, that your blues again, brothers are gonna again gonna oh, disown you. Yeah. Don't don't put me in the same group with those guys, please. Yeah, I mean, we got we got the, two the perspectives here for those of you listening. So Bill's a Chelsea fan. So yeah, what's your perspective of being on both sides of the fence here? See, it, like when when the rumors came be. out, when the rumors came out, I was like, all right, well, yeah, it's gonna suck, right? He leaves Benfica, but. At least he's going to a club that I that I support, and it's it's a nice transfer, right? A good piece to have, but like, just all the rumors that you hear of how he kind of forced his way out, was vocal about not wanting to stay. It's like before any other club, it's Benfica, right? Benfica trumps everyone uh, in my heart, so it's it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, and it it's one of those things where it's like. All right, yeah. Now he's at my other club that I like, but what am I supposed to do now? Like, am I supposed to go the route of Oscar and hope the guy tears his ACL, MCL in the first two seconds of a game, or do I just let it slide and, and root for the guy? But it's, I mean, it's for those of you listening. Oscar's got Chelsea's results yeah. up on screen, and there's a lot of red. <laughs> yeah, we suck. It's red for Benfica and Enzo. <laughs> we we suck and. And the the owner just keeps spending money, and we doesn't. Really I think I saw something. I, I think I saw something in euros. In this season alone, Chelsea has spent like seven hundred and fifty million euros. Yeah. In this season. So, go ahead, Jay. I I just don't understand this like fair play. I guess it's like the salary cap here, where you can kind of bend the rules and stuff, right? Correct. So like one thing, one thing I need to like, I feel like FIFA or UEFA or whatever, whoever controls this, needs to like 
get a hold of it is these little teams are getting screwed. Um, like I wouldn't say we're a little too, well money wise. In comparison, are, yes. We I just feel like before a, a team goes to a player, they need to have a, an agreement with t- within the team. Like to me, what what Chelsea did was tampering is what we call here tampering here in the United States. It's yeah. it's kind of BS. It's bullshit. Like that. To to be honest, like any big team can do this, and it's kind of like BS. It's it's not fair for us. It's not fair for for the little teams or the little clubs. And and I don't know. It's just it kind of puts us a, like I I wanted Enzo to stay so bad, like so bad. I thought Enzo was our best, one of our best players. I thought he played really well this season. Um, and now I'm on the same boat as Oscar. Like fuck him. Like I hope you fucking do tear your ACL and hope Chelsea <laughs> fucking goes to the right, goes to this championship now and all that bullshit. Like, but I'm an Enzo guy. Like I like Enzo. Like it just hurts because we had the season that we're having. We're doing great in champions league. We have all this momentum and then the fucking Enzo drama started happening. And that's when we kind of fell off the boat a little bit with the Braga game. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like, and then, and then on top of it, when, when, he comes and plays the next game. He points at his. He points at the yeah. Fika symbol. He says, "Oh, Fiku, oh, Fiku, dude, fuck that, you, that pisses dude. me off. That's Get what the fuck me. out of here. Like, I really do hope, like, he, like, I don't, I don't really want to wish anything on, but like, I'm really, like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like, I, I'm so fed up with like this Enzo drama, uh, and that sucks because I really thought, to like, I even said it to you guys. I know Messi won the best. I thought he was one of Argentina's best players. I thought he was in. He could be a generational talent. To be honest, he could. Like, I, he could. He and, and it just sucks because, like, we had him for six months. We kind of put him on Not that, even. that and, platform. And, but we put him on that platform, and then he kind of treats us the way he did. Like, go fuck yourself. The, the like, problem is, like, the generate transfer window, I think they need to change that window. They should It should be more like, you know, make rules around it where we maybe get only free agents are available. Some, some like, uh, something stupid. Because like, like, the team sets up during the summer for a season, right? And then they have to kind of exactly. small teams. Small teams have to rebuild again in January after they lose their best players. Yeah, like, but the problem this- with the the problem with the January like the thing with the, the January window, the money you're spending is hitting your book like it's going on your books right away, right? Like, well, it depends if you're paying it up front. But I think, well, like if and we- well, FIFA or UEFA is addressing everything that Chelsea has been doing, right? Like the whole yeah. thing with Chelsea is they've been buying these guys but spreading the payments out across. Like Correct. six, and like they're gonna fix the, that in the Mud- summer. Mudrick is like an eight-year eight payment plan, which is yeah. stupid. Because if you're buying the players' rights, you should at least like what my brother said well, in the chat. What blows my mind? Yeah. What yeah. blows my mind is the selling teams agreeing to this. Like yeah. sometimes I they don't want understand. an option. Where, where do they get I, the? Where do they get? Where do they get the 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 Mudrick guy, whatever his name is? Shakhtar. 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 Yeah. And look where they are. They're in Ukraine, right? Yeah. So yeah. they have, and some teams have no option. They will Correct. accept everything. Like. It's like like and I'm talking now because we're the victims, but there's a lot of teams in Portugal, like the smaller teams, Pasfreira, the all those teams, they are usually the victims to teams mm-hmm. like us, like us Porto and Sporting. So mm-hmm. uh, we're we're talking as victims right now, but but we are we the do the same thing. What, what I'm trying to say is, the, yeah. I, I would like FIFA or UEFA to step in and make make like regulations, like look, you need to make the agreement with the club first before you go talk talk to the player. And if you want to do this payment plan thing, you need to have at least over 50, at least 51% of the ownership or else you technically, you don't own the guy like, yeah. te- cause he didn't pay the full clause. Correct. Like, that's how I look at it. But like, 
it, it's just too many loopholes in this fair play shit, and like Chelsea's taking advantage of it. And now they, they spent what? What did you say? Seven hundred million. It's like seven hundred fifty million euros this season. It's like, just I've never seen transfer a January, window. Never seen a January transfer window like this. Never. And it's all. And like, I think they've signed like nine dudes. It was more. It was like eleven. And I think just this transfer window, they've spent over like three hundred and fifty million euros, um, which is crazy to is, think. Isn't, isn't the world in a recession right now? I, I mean, that's not chosen. Not Mr. Dodger. When you're oil, I guess oil keeps. I mean, when you're this guy's when you're a billionaire, you're a billionaire. Like, but again, you but you're also when you're when you're spreading these out so far. Yeah. The crazy thing is, like, right, you have an eight-year agreement to pay player X, Y, Z. In those eight years, that guy might not be there in two years, right? right. So, like, yeah, for like, eight years you're paying this guy. Right? Meanwhile, he's playing somewhere else already. If he's if he's like, the biggest flop ever, and we have to sell him off, like you're still paying. And FIFA, for, for five more years. FIFA is going to FIFA is apparently going to adjust those requirements in the summer. I don't know if it's just the contract piece or if it's the the payment piece. There was rumors I, that I they'd work on both piece. sides, but I've seen rumors of just yeah. one or the other. So it, I think there's definitely rumors of the payment piece. You can't spread it out over that far of a time. I think it was um, like five. But five Jay, I'm going to ask you this question before I run yeah, some of the comments. Is here in the U.S. and Obviously, if we follow American sports, but you probably follow it more than I do. If, for example, let's say someone in the NFL wants to talk to player XYZ, right? They have to get permission from that team to have that conversation? You can't even talk to the player unless he's a free agent or else you you, you get fined and you lose like draft picks, especially in the now, NFL. Is that... Tampering. So that's across. So that's across all American major sports? That's football. That's basketball. Hockey's I don't know about thing. baseball. Wait, but you can't talk to you can't talk to a player, but but agents can talk amongst no. themselves. A, a, agents I mean, can do whatever they want. They're all shady. Yeah, so, they, so, but, you can have yeah, so the agent. They can have a meeting. I'm just having a drink listen, with a friend and still talk but, business. But if the NFL or the NBA finds out, you get yeah. fined traffic. But how yeah, can they prove? How can they prove what you're talking about when you're having a drink? Two agents are having a drink. I mean, I'm sure Dude, there's they'll find out they, certain things the you NFL. Pull out. The NFL has yeah. everywhere in, in this unit in the in the U.S. You should know this by now. <laughs> uh, let's run through some of these comments because we got a lot. I want to make sure we catch up. So we got uh, where did I leave off here? Let's, let's see. Mike says, I think Oscar said it best. This is the best possible outcome in the worst situation. Get as much as you can for a player that clearly doesn't want to be here. Uh, Nick says it was pretty close. I was hoping they would have a fax machine failure. <laughs> Me too. Tony says, I hear they get it all in one payment. Again, there's different variations of this story. Again, if anyone listening has the official information, it may already be in the comments. I'll catch up to it if it's already in there. Red Baron says, uh, Tony says, we cost the deal all he could for him to stay at, uh, at least until the end of the season. Sheikh Marcelino says River Plate just hit the jackpot. I mean, 32.5 million. I think that might be is, their, their biggest transfer ever. It might be. It's a lot of cash. For, what did Man City for... pay Julian? Who's that his name? I don't Julian. I think it was like 20 Alvarez. something. Oh, really? Know, Bill, look, look that up while I run through I'll the comments. Red Baron says, indirect shot. Alain, he missed with spelling Enzo. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike says, if my figure goes on to have a successful season. How much credit do you give Enzo, if any? And I'll open it up to anyone. But no, no, but like, what do you consider a successful season? Winning the league, winning the Champions League, winning the Tasa? Like, so I'll I'll ask I'll ask you that now. What do you 
Given where we are today, what would you consider a successful season? I think, I think, I think winning the league is a must. And getting to the, the quarterfinals, obviously, of Champions League is also a positive season for us. The cup, the, the, no, I know the cup, the cup, the final, the Tasa de Portugal, it will be to me a bonus. But successful, successful season is being champions and getting the quarterfinals of Champions League. Okay, I want Jay, the double this year. Domestic, I want, I want the championship and I want Tasa Portugal and I want at least quarterfinals. I believe that we should at least no, but what do you so, so if they don't make the, the Tasa Portugal, if they don't win it, that's not successful season. It, it's probably it's successful, but I'm it's not successful. For, yeah, for, yeah, you're for you have higher standards. You have higher because, standards. Because uh, yeah, I, I, the way that the season was going, the way we were playing, I had the highest. I, I never expected Benfica to play as good as they did in Champions League play against PSG and all these other teams. And I, my expectations are really high. I thought with Enzo, we could probably reach the semis and make some make some noise there. Yeah, but yeah, it all depends who you get. If you get in, but, in, that, in City, City on the, I, on the quarters, to me, Liga and Tasa, Tasa Portugal. I, I would say it's a must. I think I think a double is a must. I agree with the domestic approach, Bill. You did you get the breaking news over there on the transfer fee? What is Shoot. it? He's to alma alerta cantinho bem fiquista. Fala aí, Abilu. Twenty one point four is what, what they, they paid. paid. Yeah, River. For so Julian they're getting Alvarez. more for Enzo, right, than they made for for uh, yeah. Julian Alvarez. So again. It, Sheik was right, right? They hit the jackpot. I mean, 32.5 million. I would have to imagine uh, that's their biggest transfer. Like, I can't think of... Because back I mean, back yeah. in the day with, like, Saviola and Aymar, yeah, like, the these transfers weren't the same. Exactly. The transfers weren't this yeah. high. Like, Correct. Jay, go ahead. And I'll say one more thing. I want I want Enzo's replacement to be Argentinian because we, we do good in that position in that country in the center midfield. Yeah, what am I to see another Argentinian in there? But there's rumors of that kid from Boca Juniors, but we shall see. Bill, what's a successful season given the context of where we are today? What's a successful season to you? Domestically, the double, the toss in the league, um, and then I think if if we get through, if we get past Bruges, I think that is a successful Champions League run, right? Like yeah, whatever it all happens, depends who you get after. Whatever right? happens after that is one of those things where like it all depends on the draw. But I think. The run we've had in Champions League already has been fantastic, right? Topping the group. We got lucky with the draw. As long as we get past Bruges, so we should, we get past Bruges, I think that becomes a successful campaign in Champions League. And then we and then face domest- Chelsea, and then it's definitely a semis. And then the domest- <laughs> then domestically, I think the the league and, and, and the Tasso Portugal are, are a must. To, to, to have a, a successful season, I think the league and, and the cup. I agree. Chelsea's For me, I, yeah, they play... Uh... Oh. They're, they're, they're out. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I also want the double um, domestically. Um, obviously, we have to get by Braga first, but it's two legs. Uh, first and, it's, it, and, it's, and it's Braga and Porto. So there's two tough teams I mean, all, Correct. that we Correct. have to get basically beat. Correct. Um, and, and again, Champions League getting past Bruges for me is an absolute must, right? Yeah. Like you got, it's not often that you get a draw like this at this stage of the tournament. Benfica has to absolutely, and not to mention Bruges is an absolute dumpster fire right now. True. I mean, like seven or eight games in a row. Yeah, they they, they, they know, won they, the last game. They did. Still they want they, Chuck back? They just. <laughs> I don't even know if he's playing there, but uh, yeah, they hired Scott Parker. I don't know what the hell's going on over there, but getting past this phase is an absolute must. And if Benfica doesn't get past this phase, even if we win the league, for me, that's a huge. It leaves. Failure. It's gonna. It's one of those things that's gonna leave a sour taste in your mouth. 100%. We have to get, get past Bruges. There's we no never exception. get a fair, we never get a good draw. Never. No. 
And second game's at home. And we play at home. We've never gotten a good draw. And this time we have. And if we. Yeah, normally we get like the Bayern Munichs. Yeah. Right. Or like the Bayern Clubs. Then it's one of those things where like, no matter what we do domestically, it's all, you're always going to have that taste in the back of your mouth. Like what? Juninho says they play, they play Dortmund. I have. Yeah, Chelsea. I have the feet up here, so I'm ahead. But uh, Juninho said when when he jumped, didn't he finish the season first? He did, but their season runs in different time frames than ours. He he mainly wanted to finish the the Copa de Libertadores. That's why when he came here, he was already like in prime form because he was already playing for a long time. Um, Nick says, "Yeah, I agree. You throw that kind of money out at a young player, they're always going to want to run and take it." Of especially, course, right? I mean, especially a player that has no tie to, to us. Correct. Right. Like. Um, Red Baron says he called us a trampoline. Enough said. He he did say that, but he, how many? He hit the trampoline right in the middle, though. Fucking yeah, but how many? <laughs> yeah, Nailed seriously. It. <laughs> Someone popped him on the trampoline. He went really high. But how many South American players come to Europe and don't yeah. consider? Unless you're going to, you know, a top five team in the world, right? But like, how many come to Portugal from South America and don't consider it a stepping stone? But there's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong. I agree, hundred percent. Like Di Maria is one of those guys that came for a couple seasons and left, but he did yeah. it the right way. There's a right way to do things, and there's a wrong way to do it. I don't have an issue with like him saying correct. To bring, like this correct. was, I think it was like that's right when he got here. It was, it was right that's when he the got reality. here. Like, yeah. But even 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 our own own Seychelles players think that's a correct. hundred percent. Higher a higher league. Hundred percent. So it's like. I know they, they're like Ruben Diaz ended up staying because he wanted to become the, the champion and he was the captain and all that. So obviously they, they, there's a meaning behind some of the players. But a lot of them, like you see the B teams, half of them, they don't get paid. They want to leave. Like yeah. to them, it's just a career. It's like a lot of them, they don't care about the shirt anymore. Yeah. Um, Red Baron also said he's going to be a great player that would be remembered by all fans. And now they'll be fast to forget him. I don't know if they'll forget yeah. him, but. I think they'll hate him. They'll boo him every time. They're remembering. You'll see. Yeah, their remembrance of him won't be good. It won't be applause if he ever comes back to play against Mifika. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dave says it's not true. Arta is a different story. Means too much to the club. I'm I'm convinced that any negotiation that Mifika wants to make with Braga Salvador will make it extremely difficult. Meanwhile, you know he shakes hands with Pinto da Costa. You know. And Shakespeare. he's got his nose up his ass. A good, a good example. A good example. Meanwhile, like, Navarro got stolen from him today. What are you saying, Oscar? A, a good example is is what Arte did for Braga. That that guy basically he he kind of let go of a lot of money. A he could have forced money. his way out, and he, he could have forced him, but he he respected the and contract, he, and he basically said bye to the fans after that game at yeah, home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was there playing, training, and said, yeah. "I have nothing to do with this. Whatever the clubs agree, I'm okay with it." And yeah. that's the way to go. And but he's still the right banging goals. To things the wrong way to do things. I keep saying. <laughs> yeah. I know. I agree. I and, agree. And not to mention, he's a Benfica youth product, right? So yeah. he Benfica even had more incentive. But you, you, have to, incentive. you have to think. You have, you have to think, Jay. What What if Arta got hurt this season, right? And then that money's gone. He's gone. His career is basically. He could have gone paid. And had a even if he got hurt afterwards, still got paid. True, but I think that now, also speaks to his to his. But value. it also speaks to what Mike's about to probably say. I'm sorry, Mike, but like, no, it shows his value that 100%. he's an honorable person and honors yeah. his contract. Yeah, and he, you know, the clubs. Well, and it's one of those things where like, it out, let them figure it out. Yeah. And whatever decisions made, if I get sold, I'll go play. If I stay, I have to stay. Yeah, that but a lot of a lot of players think about themselves first. Correct. Not what the club thinks. And so, that's what you're saying, right? Some there's a yeah. right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Some people will do it the right way, some will do it the yeah. other. When, when Enzo when Enzo signed the four-year contract with Benfica when he came from River Plate, he was happy with that contract, right? So 
then then whatever happens after that is is I'm going to be happy for these four years because that's why the contract I signed. After that, it is what it is. It's whatever whatever works for all parties. And he doesn't think like that. He thought six months and he's, he could have the... It's more like four months. Four Nick months says, apparently we had non-formal talks with Feyenoord with Frederick's former Turkish teammate. His name escapes me, but nothing really developed from there. Yeah, there was talks about Koksu, I think his name. There was talks about Fratezi from Sassuolo. There was talks about Varela from Boca Juniors. Um, but again, we don't know what happened, what could have happened, what should have happened. Um, SLB says Sam Tavissa that he was confirmed, but Sam Tavissa sucks. Uh, Dave says, would you guys have rather them accept 90 million and have him finish the year like a Militown deal, which could probably have been agreed upon early on? Again, I think we touched on it, right? Like you have a player that he's here, but he's not here, right? Does that mean that he wouldn't have played 100% and been influential? We don't know that, right? It's a hypothetical situation. He could have also signed and stayed and got hurt and then not been part. Of, like, there's a lot of different scenarios. But the fact that if the rumor is true that he had the option to stay till the end of the season and not lose any money and he opted to, lo- to leave now, I think that just shows, you know, where his mind was at. Um, Red Baron says, but the little teams like this because they make, teams like this oh but the little teams like this because they make money yeah i mean that's they true to stories yeah joining you says we're not little we aren't little in the context of a manchester city or a newcastle where they have no end to their pockets we are we're extremely little unfortunately um joining you says this is making me feel like i'm at work right now like we aren't even talking about people <laughs> Red Banner, from the breakdown listed, we bring clean uh, before everything 81.591 million euros, 81.6. But again, that's factoring, that doesn't factor in what we paid for him. So you take the 16 out of that, right? So yes, we make 81, but if you were to deduct the money you paid to get the final number of what you actually made from him, it ends up being a little bit less. But regardless, player was here four and a half months. Right, whether you want to call it 81 million profit, whether you want to call it 67 profit, it's a lot of money for a (laughs) four months return on investment. Uh, And I have a question for you guys about that. So, just remember this thought. Don't let me come back. Don't let me forget it. Um, Tony says the fact that he had option to stay on the loan deal and he refused that just shows doesn't care about Mefica. I always root for Uznosers when they move on to other teams. I'm rooting for Darwin, Salvio, Raúl, Diaz, etc. But I won't be rooting for this Pesetero. Your is that Oscar? Is that your burner account? <laughs> it could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave says, "What solves this problem would be uh, agent being paid by the player for representation and not the club." Agree. I think there's a lot of elements here. The agents are pushing the agenda, and that's why I think a lot of deals happen because the agents like, "Listen, I want to get paid too." Right? Think about Enzo's agent. I don't know what other players he has, but guaranteed he doesn't have one this dimension. Right? So it's like Enzo. You're going to go get paid a shit ton of money. I'm going to get paid, right? I'm not going to have to work for a long time, right? So let's make this happen. So there's going to be a lot of pressure from all sides. Jason says, Todd walked into European football, took a look at FFP, and found a loophole and milked that loophole bone dry. 100%. He 100% sure did. did. And now FIFA. Now he's buying ju- a lot of junk players. You're going to have, build a, an empire of junk players and see who he starts and get. let's go. And And the fact is, like, all he has to do is really hit on two or three of all those players that he bought, right? And then you could get your investment back. 
Um, Jesus Christ. Dude, Enzo's Redburn agent. Said, Hold on real quick. I just looked up Enzo's agent. And yeah. the, on Transfer Market, there's a list of, of his clients. And they're obviously the market value. En- Enzo. Enzo is obviously <laughs> at the top. 55 mil is the market value for tra- uh, Transfer Market. Next. The second the second one. Four, four mil. Oh and who God. is And then it? it's a whole, uh, Francisco Ortega plays left back at... You fucking know this club. Valiz. <laughs> Of LS? LS Sarsfield. Yeah. It's the guys that knocked yeah. out. And then so. it's and it's a few guys at two and a half mil. And then you get into guys that like that work like so. Enzo, Enzo's his pony. Yeah. It is. 100%. Enzo is he his, got paid. His, his cash money. Yeah. He got paid. Um, Red Baron says a good season for him is league, Tasa, and semis of Champions League. I agree. So he takes it, he takes it a little step further. But yeah, again, I agree again, with again, it depends who you the, get. We get on yeah. the quarters. That that yes. is the big the big thing. If you get a Bayern Munich in, in Manchester City. You're not going to call it a failure if you get knocked out. Correct. I agree. Yeah, it depends on who we would get next, if we get there, which we hope we do. Uh, joining you says, I want it all. So, so do we. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Uh, Nick says he agrees with Red Baron. Greg, welcome to the conversation here. Um, Rui went against his word during the election, saying we're not a selling club anymore, then pulls this shit. Never forget this come re-election. Oh, God. I, I think we need to reestablish here what was said and what was not said. Rui Costa said we are going to put the sporting emphasis of the club first that's the important piece the sporting piece and then we will look at the financial piece where in the past we've looked at the financial piece more so than these you know what happens on the field i don't understand how we can criticize him people say well he should have made the deal earlier in january because it would have given us again we don't know what was real and what was not i I can't wrap my head around the fact that people could honestly think that he is almost like he purposely sabotaged the club. Like I can't, do you honestly think that? And maybe he did. I don't know, but I, I don't have enough information to, to guide me down the path to think he did it on purpose, right? I'm going to wait until the 11th hour. I'm going to sell our best asset just because, and then I'm not going to sign anyone else. There's a lot of information there and it just boggles my mind. Like he went against this word. He didn't go against this word. He said, Players would not leave for less than their release clause. Enzo Fernandez was sold for 121 million euros. Was the release clause triggered? No. Okay. But he said he would. they would not leave for less than their release clause. Take it as you will. You can read it as you want. You're obviously going to paint your own narrative. That's fine. Opinions are welcome. But I can't wrap my head around the fact that people are criticizing him here. There's always going to be critics. Critics, I just can't comprehend this whole. He went against his work. Blah blah blah. I'll before I go to the next ones. Any of you guys want to add to this? No, From I what mean, I hear, at the beginning of January, they came in. They offered verbally. They offered 120, and they came in with 80, right, or something like that. And and request. But that's the thing. First they said it was 136. Yeah. Then they said it was 100 plus three players. Then it was yeah. 80 plus yeah. players. And we, but he, when they showed up to sign the papers, it was 80, right? So, like, right. Ricosta told them to go fuck off, which exactly how every Bifika fan would, would have treated, right? And the thing is, like, again, and well, let's repeat ourselves. This In this case, we got 120, which is a release clause. And I, if Ricosta had a say in it, he probably wouldn't allow it. But the player wanted to right. leave. The player forced himself out. Remember the Ronaldo story in Manchester United. The player wanted to leave. The player gets what he wants. Correct. Yeah. The only thing I would say is I wish Rui 
got more upfront in the first payment. I, I wish I, I keep going back to it. I wish we got at least, uh, but we don't know yet. We don't know final numbers yet. James. Yeah. So we got 40, I get it. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is front. from what I'm hearing, we're getting 40 and then 80 yeah, okay. after. Let's, let's, let them come up with the exact numbers. But to me, which... the only thing that I have bad to say is I don't think Rico, I think Ricasso did the best deal for the, in the worst circumstances that he, that was given to him. Right. I think that we should, in my opinion, he should have fought a little bit harder to get more upfront, but I don't disagree with what he did. I think but he when, got a good good deal for the club, and and so far, and he also we say that we didn't get a player for him, but we did reinforce ourselves. Oh, we got four players, I think, in in the transfer, so he did do some work as well. And also, right. he's already it's, smirking because there's an easy comment. Yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to. To, on Tank's point, like to get try to get more money up front, right? When a player is like publicly making it, not publicly, but making it known to the parties involved that he wants to go, like we have no leverage at that point. Right? Correct. Chelsea had all the if Enzo saying, if Enzo saying, yeah. I want to go, I'm not willing to stay until the end of the year, even if the teams agree on a fee and complete it now, I want to go now. What's what's we gonna do? No, we're not gonna sell them for blah blah blah. We're gonna we're gonna hold on to. The, you could, but you, you're running the risk of holding on to him and him coming back to the locker room. A pissed that he didn't the transfer didn't go through, and B potentially not performing to his best ability for the rest of the season. Like there's a risk there, and we already went through it once at the beginning of of, of January, keeping him and withstanding that bullshit of from what Oscar like the the reports were they verbally said. We'll pay 130, but when it came time to actually put the offer in, it was 80 plus players or whatever. Like we did well to say, no, fuck you. You either pay the 120, or like we're not taking this less money and players involved. Like we did well to do it then, and it's hard to do it again a few weeks later. And when Uh, even more when the players making it known, all I'm trying to say is. For, for a club like Chelsea that has all this money and spent all this fucking money to go back to Chelsea and be like, hey, give me 20 more million dollars up front and then this won't be a big deal. Like, to me, yeah, but the, that's not that hard to say. The problem is, is and, I, and I get it. I get it. The player, that... want, the player want... say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're I, I'm not like, saying that the, I know, understand the whole player wants to leave and all that, but I just felt that <laughs> I, I think that we should have just got more money up front. Especially from a club like Chelsea, who spent millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think I, downfall. I would say I think Ricasso did a great job overall, but to me, that's the only downfall I see. And if I if I was to be critic of Ricasso in one situation, it was I think him being a little naive in the situation, and I'll tell you why. Because they came in at the beginning of this the January transfer window and tried the tricks. Obviously, their play the gameplay is go try to convince the player to cut leave and then play our games for Ricosta to let him leave for less money than, than, uh, than basically Ricosta wanted to let him leave for. And re- and then as soon as uh, Ricosta slammed the door on them and told him to go fuck off, he's not leaving for less than 120. They still play this game until the last hour of the fucking transfer window. Right. Ricosta should have been, should have, because then Enzo said he wants to stay and he's done and he was, he's part of Benfica yeah. and Ricosta probably believed it, believed it. Okay. We have this player until the end of the season. And then this happens. Naive meaning he should have thought about possibly he let go a lot of players during this January, right? We could have afforded to go out and just fill just in case 
have somebody lined up just in case ready to come agreed but right, right now we had no time to fucking pull the strings to last but i out. think we did we got your boy Ch Ch chicken what do you call him chicken Chiquinho, yeah but the thing is but the thing is right even having someone in your sleeve right isn't something confirmed right and then when you say okay hey club xyz now we want to advance with this they're going to be like oh by the way that money we told you that we wanted we want a little bit more because we just saw that you yeah. made 121 million right yeah. so or, or have... with the place they let go sign somebody sign a backup for that midfield position and then Fair. we're gonna get we're gonna answer's not gonna stay past the summer even if he stayed now or not True. he was not staying past the summer so the money's gonna come in maybe not at 120 depending on the season goes but we're still gonna we're not gonna pay more than 25 million for a midfielder right now so we will right. get that money back to invest in to, to a surplus, right? So to me, it would have been a smart idea to have somebody backed up. We needed somebody anyways for that midfield. Yes. And then might as well just have him ready in, in bottom. And then if Enzo does leave, there you go. We have a backup. If it doesn't leave, hey, we have a nice, an asked midfield to compete in all the competitions we, are, we have playing. I agree. Um, let's run through here. Jay says, of course, this is a massive bet and banking on Chelsea being financially stable enough in the long term to deal with the player amortization and installment payments, not to mention the return on investment on the play. 100%, right? Like the amount of investment they've made, huge risks, right? And the amount of payment plans that they've spread out over a long time. I've said it multiple times in our groups. If Chelsea fails to make Champions League, it's going to be a huge blow to them financially, right? because that's a huge cash injection for them in terms of premier league, right? Finishing the top four gives you a significant amount of money. Um, and having all these players that they just signed to play in the conference league or to play in the Europa league, right? You know, that that's not going to be what drives them or motivates them. Right. We saw it with Manchester United when they fell out of champions league, right? It was difficult to sign big name players because again, everyone wants to play in the champions league. Arsenal not being in the Champions League for seven years, right? They suffered the same problem. And again, if if they fail to make the Champions League, it's gonna—I think it's gonna be a really difficult situation for them. Not just from a player perspective, but also from a financial perspective. Um, SLBS says he wants, or he or she uh, wants the league and semis. Uh, Joaninha and Red Baron says that Chelsea plays Dortmund. Dave corrected me. The semis is two legs, not the match between Benfica and Braga on the ninth. That's true. I stand corrected. If we win, or whoever wins, the next round will be uh, two legs in the Tasa de Portugal. Isabel says game by game. Now we have House Pia. Yes, Casa Pia, House Pia. They're <laughs> so, not bad. That could be a dangerous uh, Yeah, game. they got a decent team. Um, social media might have changed that, Jay. I'm not sure. We're so far along that I don't remember what the comment may have been around. Uh, Juanina says, fuck him, I'm over his ass. Next. Um, Isabel corrected herself. Her spelling was wrong. Uh, we understood you though. Um, uh, but they can't, but they don't say it out loud. I'm not sure what that's related to. Football Factory next. Don't know what that's about. Dave's talking about Rui Pedro Braz made the deal difficult for Ricardo Duarte. Again, I don't know what the details were. I just know that the deal in itself was difficult and it dragged on for way longer than it should have. But what Braga's done for the Arte Braz has been brother, brothers has been honorable. And and look at it the other way, right? Like the Arta brothers have given a lot to Braga as well, right? So I think it goes both ways. I think it's always easy to say what the club has done for a player, but I think, I think on both sides of the fence, I think both have done a, a good job in terms of what they what they all bring to the table. Those two guys, I would have loved to see that at Benfica. 
You had one already. You had one. was enough. Let's see. What else we want to talk about here? Biggie says straight cash. Pedro says no one wants to blame Rui Costa. Uh, Red Baron says I'm completely disappointed with the player, not to the DSL. Mikey says PZ de Braga is bigger news to OB. Yes, Oscar's <laughs> been talking about it the last couple days. I mean, uh, our midfield kind of needed a midfielder. Oh, right here now. we go. Oh, here Jesus. We go. Oh, my God. Um, he didn't even Red play Baron's, the position you said. <laughs> Red Baron says you keep Enzo in the ball in the audio, it gets destroyed 100%. Uh, Biggie says compounding interest on payment plan. We'll get a little bit more overall. Uh, when we getting to the good T, <laughs> Juninho says, uh, hindsight, do you guys wish that River had gone through to the next round in the South American Cup question. and he only joined us in January? No. 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 I mean, no. who knows? But yeah. Well, no. I'll tell you, he was influential to us during the beginning of the season because we qualify for Champions League. We actually got past a PSG team and Juventus on a group yeah. stage. Yeah. So he was very crucial for us to have him. If we didn't have Enzo, I don't think we would have been had the results that we had until now. So Agreed. I don't agree that we should that uh, that he should have just stayed in River until January. Dude, Enzo was a great player for us. Just Nick says Shikinu played pretty well today in Enzo's place. We'll get to that. Um, Pedro says blame Rui, not the player. Uh, before we jump away from this Enzo conversation, I want to ask you guys this. Um, for those of you who watched the post-match presser, um, and there was comments about it on the news that you know Benfica just came off a three-were three-zero victory away to Aroca, a game that should have been difficult, and Benfica made good work of it. Um, and Roger Schmidt's body language. Um, it almost looked like it was a defeat, right? Like it, it didn't seem like there was much excitement there. Naturally, you just lost your biggest asset on the team and didn't have someone to come in and replace him. But do you guys see, like I can see Roger Schmidt's side of this and I'll ask you guys this and whoever wants to go first, but do you, do you see Roger Schmidt also feeling the frustration in the sense of like, I was a huge part, me and my staff and Benfica were a huge part of projecting you right? To who you are, right? You came from River Plate, a team that played a completely different style, um, that played a different, completely type of, of football. You came here, we built the right squad. We had a good dynamic. We had a good philosophy, a good tactic. And we, as a team, as a club, as your teammates, we helped project you and develop you. And basically you get this opportunity and basically you tell us to fuck off, right? Like, do you guys see Rogers? side of it where it's like he literally seemed genuinely pissed off at what happened he, he's probably more 100%. frustrated than 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 we are right like they interact he's interacting with them on a daily basis right like in these four months that he's been here he's created a relationship with a guy right and it's one of those things where like he probably felt that we kind of with withstood the storm from chelsea at the beginning and got through it and got past it and um Sounded like he recommitted himself to the team, and and he probably thought, all right, we have him for the, at least the rest of the year. We're good, and then at the end, it gets like the the transfer goes through, and he's probably frustrated just from the the standpoint that he thought his midfield was set for for the rest of the year with with that player at the heart of it. Some so, people could say Enzo got that seven million dollar a year deal because of Roger and the way he put. The way yeah, Enzo yeah. played under Roger, yep. the way Roger wanted him to play on in the midfield. So yeah, I would be pissed too if I was a coach because he's probably expecting Enzo to play the rest of the season, and now he just lost one of his starters, and he has to kind of 
fill the gap. And that sucks. Yep. He needs to duct tape it now. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Oscar, any thoughts here? I forgot the question. Do you feel, do you understand Roger's frustration having played a, a significant part in turning Enzo who into Enzo is today? We're like, if Enzo doesn't come to Benfica or Benfica doesn't have a successful start to the season, does Enzo, Enzo even end up at the World Cup? No, let, let, let's look at it this way. We saw, I mean, I think you were mentioning Enzo before he came to Benfica for a while. I did, like, but he, like, and he was, he was already a, like, I saw something today where what player was valued the most in, in Benfica. And even though money wise was Enzo, but, but product wise was João Antonio Silva, right? Because he came from the, like, basically, this coach put him where he is, right? Enzo came already with a, being a starting River Plate, playing a couple of Libertadores, he was already in a level, especially in in nationally in Argentina, where he was rated high. He and was, he came but I to think he only had he one. Just, I don't think he had. He had never he had been called out in the national team. No, no, but I don't think he also, had. Uh, he was also what nineteen when whatever the fuck it was. Like he's now twenty one no, or twenty. I mean, he was still, he, he's only 21. been here for six months. So if he was twenty one yeah, so when he was, was there, he was yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, but it's it's tough. What I mean is, it's tough to like the World Cup happens after every four years. Yeah. So yep. so so like when the last World Cup was was when he was like sixteen, right? Like, yep. and then yeah, he, he has obviously the the, the well, but he had the qualifications and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I get it. But like he's still young, so he, he yes. was gonna get there no matter what. Benfica's yeah. system helped him basically open the eyes to the to the Europe European yeah. like uh, you know if players. Fast if, if you if you yeah. think of all the players that play for Brazil and in Argentina. Like ninety-five percent of them play in Europe, right? So they, they, the people, the coaches and staff are looking at European teams for to call these guys for the national team. So yeah, if if basically fast-paced his call to the national team, but I think he was going to get there no matter what. I agree. Just, I think he would have got there. It was just I think it just happened a hell of a lot faster than we yeah. expected, than he expected, and probably Argentinians expected. Um, Oscar, Dave's got a question for you, but I'm going to run through these other questions first. Uh, I, that's, that's why I didn't pay attention to the other question. I was trying to nature. <laughs> he was trying to think of an answer for you, Dave. Uh, <laughs> nature of the business. Mifik has to be aware that any transfer window, they might lose players. Money talks. That's from Joaquin. Uh, Red Baron says, yes, he was absolutely frustrated. He had a great percentage of responsibility and Enzo's success. Mikey says coaches will always be upset when players leave the project, but if have players to fill that void, we'll touch on mm. that quickly. Um, Pedro says he just won the World Cup and young player of the World Cup, and these guys want to blame the player for leaving. Oscar, Dave says thoughts on PZ and what he brings to the table to this Braga team. Give me 60 seconds. All right, there it is. So PZ's biggest Drama. target target in Portugal is Braga, right? The he scores, he scores for fun against Braga. <laughs> so so I think Braga's like shit. I don't want to come to any other team in Portugal because I'll get so we'll buy him. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's buy him. <laughs> Let's buy nice him. Philosophy. <laughs> Let's buy him. Cheap. I think he was free. He was free. Yeah, like he uh, free. Rescinded. Because if he goes yeah. to the pastas or it goes back, because he played the pastas before, then maybe he fucks us again. So, so let's buy him. But now he's gonna go to Braga, and the style of the Braga plays, especially the Arthur brothers. Like, uh, I feel like PZ will fit in perfectly. Um, I don't know how much time you'll you'll get right away, but I think you'll win this spot in the eleven. Watch, watch, mark my With words. With Vitinha leaving, I think that opens a he, spot. He opens up a spot in the eleven, and he lost. They lost Navarro to Porto, right? So yep. like, yep. so this. Well, he's only going in the summer. Well, Didn't Braga reinforce pretty well this this? this yeah, Bruma. As well. 
Brian yeah, they got, got they Bruma. got Bruma. Oh, I forgot Pizzi. Bruma. Yeah, but, Bruma, but, but, Pizzi, but and someone else. Yeah. I think. So let's let's see how this pans out. But I think they, Braga is a lot stronger with it, these two acquisitions than than if they kept Vitinha with the same squad. Does that make sense to you guys? I think I I rather have these two acquisitions than keep than Vitinha. Vitinha. So I think this the strongest squad. And let's see. And I me and uh, Jason got to an argument during the week because <laughs> I kind of would secretly love if PZ scored a goal banger against Benfica. As long as Benfica score more than the, than the <laughs> You're a hypocrite. I, I can't I, believe you and, just and said I that. Swear, you, you want, no, you want I, PZ I, to score a banger against Benfica. After Benfica. two weeks ago, no, they, they and, and the, and the reason And the reason, I, the reason I'm saying that is because of fans like you. Right, that's the only reason I'm saying that because I want fans him like to score. Me? Fans like I want me him to speak the truth. Yeah, I, I I want him to score. I want him to score against fans like fans like me to speak the truth. He played like the first want, three I want, seasons. I want this. I want this. He, he played. To you. He played great. Like this. Them, he played the first three but, seasons in the last but, two seasons. Let them go off. But, but I fans I, like I you will, that you speak the truth. I fans like you that that's like lick his asshole. Do anything you want to see. Here's the tea. Fucking up doing shit here. Let me let me get it straight. <laughs> Joaninha, there's your tea. You were calling no, for it. There it is. But I, you wanted saying, the good stuff. Here it is. Not once. Stuff. Well, not once did I say I want Braga to be Benfica, right? I want PZ scoring against Benfica as long as Benfica wins. As long as Benfica wins. Goals. Okay. Yeah. So let's get that clear. But I want Dave, this. I understand. Dave, there's your answer. Stupid. I don't want. Oscar I don't want no former player, player to ever score on Benfica. Ah. No former player. Dave says he. Dave says he loves it. Mikey says 60 seconds. Could I do? Yeah, that was more than 60 seconds. And Joaninha says it's spilling. Oh, it's spilled. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to mute them both. Um, all right. Enzo Saga behind us. Let's move on quickly um, because we I just are want to say, say one thing, so, David. Expect drama. Yeah. Expect drama, David. Oh, he's gonna mess up your. Uh, he's gonna mess up your locker room. <laughs> oh, that guy messes up the locker for sticking up for Benfica losing three zero in the dragon. But Enzo wanting in and out, in and out, in and out. That doesn't cause law, law, drama in the locker room. We want you still want to keep him till the end. Drama. Of the Fuck off. They shut. <laughs> SLB says That's this guy drama. wants Pizzi to score against Benfica. Please escort him out. <laughs> so SLB yes fired fired Bill last week because of the C-Mount comment, and you're now losing, he's, you're losing he's, fired, him, Mike. he's fired Oscar. Too, I don't so want me to get to lose. It's, it's me and the DeFont brothers left. <laughs> you guys are getting sacked. I will never uh, want no no player, to, I don't care who they are, to score on me. Jay, I'll be honest. When we played Passos this weekend, and 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 we were winning 3-0, I, I kind of want to I would have loved Nico to score. Nico scored a goal. I would have. I would have. No, not only that, because dude, Nico. Have you seen how sad he's been? He's been looking at Pasquale. He's gonna go down to second division, dude. Let, let the can the guy like score a goal? Start to be like, remember me, guys. Remember me. I didn't they win today? Get me back. Yeah. Well, they won today for the first time. Good one. Yeah. Um. Quickly on today's game, uh, I don't think there was really much excitement. It was a game that Benfica controlled well. In terms of the starting 11, there was a surprise. Um, so we'll just kind of spend maybe 10 minutes on this, and then we can move on. Uh, Benfica started with the back line, as we expected, the usual. Audi and Net, Otamendi, Tony, Grimaldo, and Ba on the right. Um, in the midfield, we obviously had Chiquinho alongside Tino. Um, we had Auschnitz. We had Joe Mario. We had... Uh, Gonzalo Guedes up top and we had David Neres back in the 11 um, playing almost like a false nine Guedes kind of floating around Neres doing the same thing um, I know Guedes has played that position as the, the main striker uh, a variety of times um, I wasn't all that impressed by him today he got the assist 
but he reminds me like I don't know if you guys feel the same, but like when he gets the ball, he like puts his head down and just runs. And sometimes it drives me crazy, but he was able to pick out another great pass and, and I was just let it run. And, and John got, uh, his, his brace. Um, but Jay, I'm going to start with you. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? And with the departure of Enzo, do you think that we have enough depth here? Do you think she can use the answer? Uh, and is it enough uh, or do, does Auschwitz maybe move back? Shikinu comes out when Rafa's fit, right? That's a potential. Um, but what do you think we have here with with uh, the departure of Enzo and our options? And then today's game. So I'll, I'll just touch base on the game. I think it's a game that we kind of controlled overall. Um, I thought we played well. I thought it was a weird lineup having Gids uh, up front. I'm surprised Musa, uh, Musa didn't start. I'm glad he got the goal because... Uh, he needed one, but it, I, I thought it was kind of, I thought we were going to struggle to score. Um, I thought it was, I thought we, I thought we played a lot better than I thought we were going to play, especially yep. the way. So I was kind of satisfied with the victory overall. I do agree with you on the Gids part, but he always finds a way, even though he puts yeah. his head down, he just, yep. he finds a way to get around and, and, uh, and get by the player and put a good ball in the box or get a good, get an assist or whatever. But uh, I thought Nadis played really good. Um, I've seen better from him, but it was good to see, like, not getting better the way he's been playing lately. But I thought he played better overall. Yeah. It was just kind of like, to me, it was just kind of like a weird lineup. But I'm glad that we were able to get the W um, and get the three points and kind of put pressure on the other teams below us. And Adoka um, never really as, challenged us. Yeah. And as Did far Audi as the midfield, I'm, I'm, I'm big on Freddie going staying going back to the midfield. Um, I think Freddie and Tino could be a good pairing overall, and Chiquinho could be the third um, play backup, or they could rotate in uh, since Freddie could kind of play fucking anywhere really up, <laughs> along the team. So, I, I to me, my preferred lineup would be Freddie and Tino in the middle. And I already told you guys I would have once everyone's healthy the Tuga the Tugas all up front, Juan Mario, um, Gids. Rafa and Ramos, Ned is coming off the bench. I know that's a big, <coughs> a big player coming off the bench, and probably some people think that he deserves to start. But I, I would probably prefer the Tugas up front and have Ned come off the bench to give us like thirty minutes of explosion in the second half. Fair. Um, I just want to touch on Isabel's comment. What's the reasons for speaking English? Is that no podcast English? Mas obviamente podem pode uh, deixar os, os seus comentários em português, que nós todos compreendemos. Amanhã, uh, a partir das 21 horas, quarta-feira, geralmente temos o nosso podcast em português, com um painel diferente. Uh, amanhã será moderado pelo Luís, por isso uh, amanhã terá aqui outra conversa uh, de outros benfiquistas com opiniões diferentes, ou podem ser também semelhantes. Uh, mas desde já uh, obrigado por participar aqui nesta nossa conversa e como disse, uh, pode estar à vontade de participar aqui com os comentários em português que todos compreendemos uh, e poderemos uh, uh, abordar esses comentários um, Oscar, thoughts on the game and thoughts on what we have for depth Yeah, I, I mean I agree we're missing two, two starters absolute starters, Rafa and uh, Ramos um, so yeah, Musa not starting and giving Gibbs a, a, a chance up there. I think it's for him to stay somewhat in the same kind of style of play, which is 
Ramos Geds is kind of similar. They both hustle back. They both run a lot of a lot up front. They both press high. So I think he wanted to stay in the same kind of style. Um, Geds didn't have a good game as a number nine. I think he's better coming off from the sides in. Um, but he did his part. I mean, he hustled. He was part of the the on the two first goals. I think he was crucial on both goals. Um, you know, we had it was a, almost a straightforward win. I mean, we didn't have any other than that one shot that the guy hit his own player. I don't think they had any other chances. Me neither. Um, we didn't create many ourselves. We, we were scored, efficient, though. We we scored three goals out of. I think we had three shots. shots on target. I think it was three on target, three goals. Yeah, three goals. But we had five shots total, three goals. So yeah. like, yeah, I think we can't get better than that. Um, those games don't come every day. We, we usually we we have like twenty chances to score one goal. So I mean, it was a straightforward. I think it was one of those games that like, if they scored, I think we could score another one type of thing. If we pre press a little bit harder, we could get to their net and score again. Um, we didn't need to. I think Shikinu stepped up. Like I said in the chat room, it's against Aroka, so there's nothing to be uh, like you know, praising him to the to put him on a pedestal. But I think he did his job. He's done it against when we won the seven one game against uh, your Europe Cup against the team from uh, Israel, whatever it was. Right, Maccabi. He, Maccabi. Maccabi yeah. He came in and and he, he played his part. So I think he's stepping up. He's stepping up. Like somebody said in the comments, he's a good bench player, not a starter. So. That's why we need we we have we have a a solid group, but I, it's a group down now that's that's going to be hurting with Enzo's departure. Dave says, if you bench Ned, is he a lost cause? No, no, we got him cheap, but but we he's not going to be benched. I think he needs to get his form get, get his form back, and yeah. uh, once he does get his form back and and he plays, he's a starter. He, he has to be a starter, right? So Gids, so Gids goes to the bench. No, I think there's a lot of a lot of room to rotate these these yeah. players. They, we there's don't so have so many games coming. We can't we can't have a guy start like Rafa. Look, we ran Rafa to the ground. Yeah, we and Ned, don't forget, Ned hasn't played competitively for over a year. Yeah, right. So like, I think we're seeing now what happened with not having wingers throughout the yeah. first half of the season and options to come off to give him a break, right? Because right, just like we burnt. Rafa to the ground. I think we did the same thing to Nez, given the fact that he hadn't played competitive for a long time, right? And now he's slowly coming back. But I do think having an option like a Geds or a Nez coming off the bench, like someone we've complained so long that Benfica doesn't have someone to come off the bench that can like make the difference or impact the game. And I think now we at least have a Nez or have a Geds or whoever it may be that can come in and know that, right? Like if they're in the game, like those are guys that can absolutely turn the game on its head because of their pace, because of their creativity. Bill, thoughts yeah, on I, the game and the depth? Yeah, I agree with what these guys have said. I think it's the the way we kind of approach this game has been similar to what we've seen in the past few games, right? Where we come in, we push the tempo for a little bit, we get our early goals, and we kind of go into a mode where we just control the game, play it at our tempo essentially suffocating the team, right? Oroka didn't do anything. Like, I'm looking at the stats, no shots on net, right? And I, I can't think of anything that in the game that came close to... Yeah, that one that hit like, their own player, that was right yeah, in front of the goal. That was it. But Benfica controlled the game, right? They played it at their, their tempo. And like Oscar said, I think if if we had to, to, to pick it up and, and get another one for whatever reason, I think we could have easily flipped a switch and done it. But I think we just... It was one of those games where we just... We got the other goal, 
the goals and and we went into like a, a cruise control right like just control the game we don't have to force it the entire time like we don't have to play a million miles a minute right like we're up take our time possess it uh and just kill off the game and, and it that's a good trait to have right like especially going into to the, to the phases where Champions League's coming back, Tasso Portugal game, like we're not going to be able to, to play games all out every three days, right? Like there's going to be games where we're going to have to do this, where we maybe get, only get one goal and be able to see out a result and just hold the ball and control it and, and take advantage of the one or two chances we do get. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to see that we can do it. Uh, and that we're, I mean, today was, we were just efficient, right? Like we had, four or five shots and, and put three of them away, which is good. Um, as for depth, I mean, we, we have – it's funny. Our concern was always the, the wingers and up top. And now in in like a, a five, six-hour period, now we're like, all right, we're fine there. What, what, what are we going to do in the midfield? Uh, I think the, the obvious choice is, is Freddie slides back, right? I think Freddie yep. now becomes – the drops into that Enzo role and – um, I think Sean Mahdi was an option as well. Like I think he could play that role as well. Uh, I just yep. think he's he's been. But you, I, you don't want you don't want. Been, I, go I, I, I'm going to get to. I think I think he's just been so effective at what he's playing his role now. Free that, rolling, free roll. Right. Like I don't know if you want to mess with with it because I mean he's got like 12 or 13 goals in the season. Like I don't yeah. know if you want to touch that and mess with it. I think you you leave that and I think it's Freddie who slides back, and then you have Shikinu who can also fill in there. Uh, and then it seems like the kid, um, little Nets. John Snow, Nets. little John Snow is is the <laughs> is going to be an option going forward. I mean, he's the few games he's come in and he's looked good. He's looked decent. They finally got a kit that fits him, which is <laughs> which is nice to fucking see. It, was, it, it looked snug. It looked Dude, snug. It definitely looked the good. shorts. The shorts are still. They still look a little big. The shirt definitely. The shirt is was definitely nice a youth. Tight, yeah, it's definitely youth. a youth. Youth large youth size. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. <laughs> But he's he's looked decent, and then up, up top, I think once once like Rafa is is fit and Ramos is back, I think we just we have so many options that I don't I don't think we're gonna have too many issues with uh, unless we have injuries, right? Uh, with with if Rafa's not performing well, is that gonna cause a huge downfall, right? Like I I think we have like with Neds and and Geds like. Dramadio, like we just have so many options that we're not relying solely on Rafa to be like that the anchor going forward. And um for so long he was our threat going forward, right? Like he's the one that would penetrate the lines and has the speed. Now we have Neres who can do it, Geds who can do it. Um Jean-Mario seems to just find himself in those perfect spots every time. Like at, going forward, I don't have any concerns. It's it's the midfield. And if if we get unlucky with with an injury. To, to Freddie, then we're relying a lot on Shikinu, and he's looked good in the games he's played. But like Oscar said, that's against Oroca's and not the PSGs and the Bayerns and whatever we're going to see in the Champions League, right? Like it, he he he's sufficient for the league, right? Because I think he can perform well against ninety percent of the teams, and I think on any given day he can play well against a Porto or a Braga or a Sporting. But it's it's the the Champions League that can cause some issues if we have any kind of injuries uh, in that midfield. I'm worried about Tino getting an injury. What about I was just that? gonna say. Yeah. I think Tino That's might be one. more concerned. But the thing is, like 
Freddie again, he's our fucking Swiss Army knife. He can, yeah, he can play that role. But exactly, like we're thin with those two. Like if one or God forbid both yep. go down, then it's then it's a, a real fucking issue. Stop putting those negative vibes in this. I, I will say that's a real big concern for me. Is in the one injury, we're we're one injury away to being kind of like fucking screwed. Um, yeah. At least up front, we got Casper. That yep. at least we got some another body to go with Musa mm-hmm. and Ramush, but we didn't get. A body. Did, by the way, do we sell? Do do we get rid of Pablo Bernardo loaned out yeah. or something? Yeah, plus Ferreira on loan. So I mean, we, we're ha- we're gonna have to go to the youth if something happens, and I don't even know if. Yeah, see, see, even these loans. That's what I'm talking about. Like not knowing what uncertainty of, of what's happening. Like, do we get rid of every single player? Like, can just rely on, like, unless unless they think that the players on the B team is better than Pablo Bernardo. That's the only. Like I think option, like Paulo I Bernardo, I think Paulo Bernardo left because they felt he was at a stage in his career where he needed to play regular ball, um, and I don't think him being on the B team was really going to help him develop. But we had two goalies on the bench today, which <laughs> is interesting for yeah. a league game, right? So midfielder Neves, one midfielder, yeah. and obviously we had Rafa, we had Mosal Ramos out, Draxler was out with a yeah, uh, but on the bench we had one midfielder, yeah. Position we have the most on the bench, Correct. but again, I think it goes to show the lack of our depth, right? Because if we have if we have Draxer there, we at least have another player that could play there. Joe Mario can can slot in. Auschwitz was playing wide; he could play. But again, like I feel like we're then trying to like fit round pegs and square holes, right? To try to like figure out how do we make it work. Um, but I I don't have any reason to not um, trust what they're doing, and and hopefully that. In May, um, we'll have plenty to celebrate. Red Baron says we didn't sign Musrati again. Shame. Yeah, they aren't selling us Musrati. Uh, Roger still has hope for Draxler, so I'm not counting him out either. He does. He seems very optimistic of him. Um, he sees him every day in practice. We all know what Draxler was capable of in the past. Will he ever return to those days? I don't see it. But even if he can get halfway there, I think it's more than enough for him to compete in the Portuguese League. Um, Dave, Dave says, I don't think he starts Apostles, but he'll play more than at Benfica. Agree. I don't think he, he goes right into the Apostles lineup. He also hasn't shown much in the opportunities that he's had. And this is referring to Paulo Bernardo. Um, but I agree. He's definitely going to get more minutes than he would at Benfica. I think he's got 11 minutes, official minutes for Benfica this season, right? So he's, he's definitely going to get more minutes there. Uh, Isabel says, time to rest. Good night to all. Obrigado, Isabel. Un grande abrazo. Dave, Pasto is not the same team. They're playing better football. Ever since Cesar Pachuta came back, they have definitely been playing better. And Nick says, I'm really curious to see how our two new Scandinavians integrate with our squad. Us as well. Casper and Sheldrup. A lot of hype around them. More so Sheldrup than than Casper. Um, but, you know, I think Casper was on the bench today. So, obviously, they're, they're at a phase where they're starting to kind of integrate and, and get into form. I imagine we'll see them over the course of the next weeks, uh, at least on the bench, maybe a few minutes, but but time will tell. Hopefully Gonzalo Ramos isn't injured for too long and he'll be available this weekend and, and we won't have to force that hard. But like Jay said, Musa scoring today hopefully gives him it, some it, guys, another, another thing is we I know we're up two games, but man, this this win is not only important because we beat Aroca and it's another win. It's we putting a lot a lot of pressure in second and third place, like ten Correct. points and eleven points um, right now ahead of don't, them. Yeah. Don't Porto and Braga play Sparting this? Braga play Sparting next. That's for the Tasa, think, though. No, but I think they both no for the league. No. I think oh, they Braga both play, play for the league. league. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think they both played Sporting for the league this month. So like putting the pressure on and they, they both have a very, I mean, say what you will, but Sporting this year, when it comes to, to, to derbies and, and those big games, like yeah. it, anything can fucking happen. They get up for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I agree. We have a two game advantage, but we've won those two games, yeah. right? These other teams have to win those two games. Correct. Right. And, and that pressure starts to set in and, you know, it, it could have a big impact. Braga, oh, the Braga Sporting games tomorrow. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. realize that. So it's Sporting Braga. So Braga goes to Sporting. So a big game, right? Benfica could open that gap to second place. And again, I've been very vocal about, and I think most of us, that Braga will fizz out and lose some steam yeah. in the next month. And I think they'll end up falling into third place. I just don't think that they have the depth or the capability to be able to withstand the, the battle all the way through. Time will tell. But I think tomorrow could be a big game. If Braga wins tomorrow, I think that will huge confidence injection for them. Yeah. If they don't win tomorrow, I think it could start a, a descend for them. Oscar's always talking about cliffs and parachutes. I think, Dave, that if you guys don't get a win tomorrow, I think it could start a, a string of not so positive results. Watch, um, and then they're gonna start I blaming PZ. PZ ruined it. Locker room came. No, I, I actually no, I, I actually don't think Braga is going to go down a cliff. I think Braga is going to finish second. You think? I think I think Sporting losing Boru, losing to me their best player is Sporting is going to more more going down to... the cliff. Well, uh, what fifty points down from the from first? I, I think like, they're going to keep. I think they're going to keep free falling. They already hit. They already in the rock bottom. They're but, like the legit. They already hit the rock. No, they haven't hit rock bottom yet. Rock bottom is when you go to the second division. They lost. They <laughs> lost rock bottom. They're out of every cup. They they are they're. What is it? 18 points behind first. Yeah. They, they, they're at the bottom, man. I mean, no, they have they're to not at the bottom yet. Up. It could get worse. Oscar, it could get worse. They, they, they cannot make any no European. They could get a lot worse for them. And yeah, I if think they don't make European. That's not a that's not rock bottom. That's a disaster. That's like get rid of all whole team and the end of the sound. If they can't make Oscar, top four. Like, you really get to find what rock bottom is now. Like let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Nick says if Braga wins tomorrow after the sale of Vitinha, that would be huge for them. Enormous confidence boost. I agree. I think tomorrow's a decisive game for Braga and what comes of their season, in my opinion. But I'm not a Braga fan. Maybe Dave will have a different opinion. But uh, we're at 90. We're at 90 minutes here. Uh, one, I want to thank everyone that was in the comments. We had a ton of comments. We had a ton of interaction, a lot of questions, a lot of feedback. So it was positive. We didn't really go off of the agenda the way we wanted to, but that's really the goal here, right? We want to make it interactive and, and make sure that you guys feel like you're part of the conversation. So we appreciate everyone's comments. Um, Dave says their best games have been with the Bell Ruiz on the pitch. For Aroka, yeah, he's actually looked good. Um, yeah, I believe you're talking about Aroka. Um, they're deeper now than they were before in the market. Um, thanks for the therapy session, guys. Thank you, Nick, for tuning in, and thanks for, for participating. Um, again, everyone in the comments, thank you. Do us a favor if you can. If you like our content, give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. Follow us on social media platforms. Um, on average, about 50% of the people that watch us on YouTube are not subscribers. So we're at that middle mark. And on average, that's not bad. Um, ideally, we'd like to see if we can lower the percentage of people that watch that aren't subscribed um, to maybe 40%, which would mean we will grow our, our subscribers on the on the YouTube side. But again, check us out on the variety of different uh, social media platforms. Uh, good night to everyone. Nick says, I couldn't wait for you guys to log on so we could talk about what happened today. 
glad we were here to help you, Nick. We all needed it. Oscar might get a Braga jersey joining you. He has it underneath that it's, one. It's called a PZ jersey, not a Braga jersey. <laughs> oh Nick, God, hit the like button. Absolutely. Check us out. Facebook, Oscar, Twitter. Oscar's going to get one of those jerseys you got at the FEDA with the player's face all over it. You talk about PZ like I talk about Tom Brady. Like, you guys brought him up. I didn't bring him up. Oh, my God. We're not going to go down this. We're not going to go down this path again. Gentlemen, as always, a pleasure. Thank you for a great conversation. Another good podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with the Portuguese podcast led by Luis and company. As always, uh, have a good evening. Viva Benfica, and we will be back next week. E se foda o Enzo. Boa noite. Boa noite.